People are always talking about how you can just write like you speak, like it's so easy. What does that even really mean? And is that the best approach to copywriting for your business? Well, Christina Torres is here today to talk about all the things that go into your copywriting, like your vibe, your voice, and how it all comes together. Let's do this thing. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high energy visuals and short form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Hey, Christina, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you again. I know. I was like trying to get myself together and I was like, well, basically I'm just interviewing myself. So it's going to be real fun. I don't have to worry about my questions because I feel like we're like the same but different. Is that true? What's so funny is we're kind of wearing the same colored sweater, <laughs> but I have a white shirt on. You have a black shirt on. Yeah. And yeah, we're like yin and yang. Hi. I wish I had blue hair, but I got blue headphones. <gasps> yeah. So we're, twi- we're still working. We're working it. Great. We're twerking it. Okay. So I thought I wanted to talk today about your copywriter. And I wanted to talk to you about how writing in your own voice is awesome and why it matters. And then for a second before we hit record, I was like, wait, that's not what we're going to talk about. So I want you to tell me how that statement is sort of wrong. How about we start by that? Okay, that's how we start there. So hi, everyone. I'm Christina. I'm a copywriter. So let me backtrack. I think when people talk about brand voice and when they talk about their voice, they're two different things. Okay. And so that's why I was like, uh, it depends. I think it depends on the type of business it is. I think it depends on the audience. And then I think it depends on who is the face of the content and the brand or whatever, the product or the service. Okay. 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 That's fair. I forget for a second, whatever I'm focused on, I forget that the rest of the world exists. So. <laughs> the rest of the world. Like, so okay. That makes sense. Cause I feel like I always think in terms of my audience, which is usually coaches, consultants, freelancers, I always call them like client facing brands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's no like vitamin people or, so, you know, like I feel like right, I, I struggle with like, the like, no, I think it's the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I'll go down this road. And then if you're like, but you you chime in. So I think, yes, your voice. Great. But when I think about voice, whether it's yours or the brands, like I don't mean your catchphrases and I don't mean necessarily like there are a few things. Like if you use uh, what is it called? Contractions. Now I sound like I'm in third grade. <laughs> if you're in, you use contractions, which are like aren't or won't instead of you are, right? So I just had a finally one of my favorite, favorite clients. Her website is live and I feel like it's taken a year to go up. And she like debuted it to everyone. <laughs> and the, I was like, it looks beautiful. The only gripe I had is that whoever they gave it inside the design agency to put all the copy up took out all the contractions. And so like my buttons, it just, it didn't flow. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it was giving heavy AI vibes. Uh-huh. It was like, you are not, like, and I was like, 
I would say you aren't. I was like, Dallas, what happened to all my buttons? <laughs> I was like, this is the only gripe I have. And if you felt like it's not in your voice, your copywriting style, and in, in that case, I would love for you to stop that. <laughs> but if you feel like it is not in your copywriting style to have these contractions, to have it a little bit more sound like human, then fine. Mm-hmm. But this is the only gripe I have with the copy that went up. And she's like, oh, my God, we just noticed this today. And I absolutely hate it. And so we're telling them to change the buttons. In that instance, it can be really jarring to someone. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned um, that because I even sometimes change not even contractions. Like I say, wanna, W-A-N-N-A, learn more. I'm never mm-hmm. like, would you like to learn more? Do you care to learn more about this? I'm like, want to learn more? And so I... Even write an email. And when I read it over, because sometimes when I sit at a keyboard, I do sort of feel like I'm back in school. And so I start sometimes to write a little more fancy than I talk. And then when I reread it, I'm like, ew, no, take that out. Put in wanna or gotta or whatever. Yeah. Y-A. I don't know. I'm on board with this. Contractions. 100%. If that's your thing. I have some clients I write emails for that like she's smart and she reads articles and stuff. And so sometimes I yeah, have to take out, <laughs> I got to take out my contractions that I actually write in to be like, oh, she would never say that. So I get what you're saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there's a way to sound human and smart. <laughs> read the New Yorker. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Just it, it doesn't sound like an AI. It doesn't have more words mm-hmm. to say less, right? They use, they're really... And if they do use imagery, that's usually when it takes a lot more words is they're using imagery. They're not using a bunch of words to sound like a robot. Yes. Um, not, not that we're talking about AI, but those, those are the type of things. So when you say things like that, I think as a copywriter, what you mean is vo- like a voice style guide. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about the actual, when we say like you would have a document for someone if you need it especially if it's someone who's not a copywriter. I find you need those things for people who are not copywriters because most copywriters, I just started working with a client I haven't worked with in a long time and they just like literally fired their content agency and they're like, you're going to do it all. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, if they're copywriters, why didn't, they don't need your style guide. If they just looked at your content, how much this person has a lot of content. They just looked at your content. They didn't have to go through all Mm -hmm. that. But even with that, even with the style guide, which I wasn't really helpful. It's very complicated. And I feel like people sell these things or they sell this idea to people, but they don't really know what it means. And so that's why a lot of people are confused. Like what voice, when you mean voice, what do you mean? So I'll say in my world, so that's a style mm-hmm. more than it is a voice. Okay. Does that make sense? Wait, so the it's contractions, the contractions are a style, not a voice? As a style, okay. not a voice. Okay. When I think voice, I think like when you stand, what you can't stand, and your stance. These are things that if I read them or they were spoken about, right, that I'd be like, oh, my God, it's you. It's also maybe like some of your messaging or the way you convey the, that messaging. It'd be like if we talked about this one client's problem, we talk about it like in this nature and not necessarily like we don't blame we empower or we don't like, you know, like, so you're like, okay. It's like mostly like the psyche around. It's more about the psychology of this voice as opposed to the style of this voice Okay, is usually what I'm thinking about. Now it could like, and I, I can understand why people are like, I don't need to know all that. 
Just lump it together. I'm not a copywriter. I don't write content. This is not my problem. And if you're repurposing, that content or copy already exists. So you don't really need to go through all that. Mm -hmm. You may be like, hey, do you like this transition? Do you like how we transitioned into the call to action? Now, would you never do that? Okay, fair. But for the most part, you don't. So to your point, when you are a personal brand, like Christina, mm-hmm. uh, well, not necessarily like Christina, but if I was there, if I were, there was a ChristinaTorres.com. And I do have a style. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about and this I for two seconds. Because your website is run and tell that. Yeah. But it feels like it's very you. So I'm like, well, what's going on on the back end of this site? Right, right. That's fair. And also, um, like, you picked that name, I'm assuming. Like you like that I name, did. it's sassy. And in my mind, what I know about you, it's very Christina. And I just want to point out two other things because I was looking at your site this morning being like, okay, what, what do I want to talk to her about? Like your tab for work, like most people say, work together, work with me. And yours is like, let's yeah. work, W-E-R-K. And I'm like, yeah. yes, but that feels Christina. Or you said like a dis- like book a discovery call. Not on run until that. It's a 30 minute vibe check. It's a vibe check. Yes. yes. So what, so, so what are those? The brand. Okay. So my brand is very, I would say part of my brand is the customer experience. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's a little, so when you get on a call with me, I wouldn't be like, so tell me about, I'm like, okay, girl, tell me about this new offer. Cause this is fire. So they have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, it, I am the CEO. So that's fine. And that makes, that makes sense. Will I expect at some point, because we're completely changing our business model, I plan on still having the same brand. Mm -hmm. And I find I attract people who are really, really experts in their field, who are actually very empathetic and not cringy. And for whatever it's worth in this capitalistic world, are very ethical Mm -hmm. and say how it is. And if you don't like it, then don't worry. We're not for you. Get out of my face. But they're kind, right? So that is the person I'm trying to attract. (laughs) I'm trying to attract someone who's the best at what they do, is unapologetic about the way they do it, is not hurting nobody. And typically, they work in like areas that are a little boring and beige, Mm -hmm. and they want to be more themselves while still being very professional and a leader in their space, Mm -hmm. right? So they, they don't want to be kitschy or gimmicky, or talk like a Gen Z because they have to. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I, the people I work with don't even have the same voice as me for the most part. Well, okay. Um, Let me ask you this really fast. Because all well, those it's things- It's more of like the brand. Yeah, but all those things you just described in my mind are you. Like you're kind, you're ethical, you're a leader in your industry. Like all those things you just described also are you. Do you think that's true? Yeah. Am I psychoanalyzing you right now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you are. You are. Mm-hmm. That's great because my therapist canceled today. So. <laughs> well, here you go. All the time. She's like, do you have time tomorrow? I was like, do you not know me? Are you my therapist? No, my week is planned. I don't have time for you tomorrow. See you next Thursday. But I know it's so hard to differentiate. I think understanding, yes, if we just started voice, then the voice, but it's just so much bigger than wanna, I guess is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. It's so much bigger than saying wanna or you curse. Like, that's a big thing. I don't curse. I'm like, that's great. (laughs) That's not a voice. That's a style or a guide, a guideline. As more as like my brand is to those things that I described. It's kind, but not nice, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
That's, if, I, my, if my brand was one thing, it was, it's kind, but it's not nice. It's very New York-ish. Mm-hmm. Not really. Because a lot of the people I work with, I work with a lot of people from California for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I have a very positive New Yorker vibe. I'm not as like cynical, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Behind closed doors, I am. To that point, it's a part mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. that I would like my customer to experience because I find that part of me is very activating is very confident boosting, right? It softens a few things, right? Because I find when people work with me, it's not just the copy. Sometimes it's the positioning. Sometimes it's the messaging. Sometimes I'm like, this offer doesn't really make any sense. So it's maybe even down to the offer. So I have to say a lot of things that if I'm not careful, I could sound like I'm really crapping all all over your like offer and vibe and positioning. I'm not, I'm just trying to get to the like, this is the thing. This is the thing we're known for. This is our voice, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, this is my vibe or this is my style. Maybe that's more a vibe. Okay. Because mm. I use vibe more. I use basically a Gen Zer. Um, they're me, actually. I would like to stop this whole Gen X, Gen Z thing. Because I'm like, that was me when I was 13, 14. <laughs> like, you guys are late. <laughs> I've said those words before. Yeah. I lived that life and I've worn that outfit. Oh my gosh. And now I could just afford it. Like <laughs> I was wearing the knockoff version. Now I can afford the Nike version or this cute little brand version. But anyway, I won't get into that. Oh my gosh. So people are not coming to me for my voice. Mm-hmm. No. They're coming to me to help them figure out their voice and their vibe. But they already have a style for the most part. Because they'll tell me, no, I wouldn't say that word. I'm like, you're right. Okay. That's a style preference. Cool. I won't use that word. Okay. Or my client wouldn't describe it that way. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. Then how would they describe it? Okay. So it's a little. It's nuanced. It's all the things. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to maybe see how you help them develop that voice. Because what I'm hearing you sure. say is that when they come to you, it's not just their voice. It's not just as easy as their voice. You might have to figure that out. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that when we come back. Speaking of knowing what to say, I see a lot of folks wanting to show up more in videos, but they struggle to know what to say. Don't worry, I got you, boo. I create scripts for short form videos so that they're broken up line by line, easy to record, and super engaging for your audience. To learn more about it, just send me an email, deanna at deannaseymour.com, and I can give you the deets. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's dive into I feel like we're starting to understand the difference between the vibe and the voice mm-hmm. I like that because like vibe is like things that are maybe obvious like you're saying like well oh, I don't cuss or like no we wouldn't say that maybe not obvious but it feels a little easier to discover so how do you help people figure out their voice and teach them that it's not their voice <laughs> It's not your voice because this is not you all the time. Mm -hmm. So one of the first places, of course, we look is their existing content, right? And if you are the person creating your content, you're the only person creating your content, then your actual voice would be in there. Mm. And I understand people say that because if you're the one writing your emails, I would think, at least for me, and I've heard this said a few times before, but I think it's easier said than done. Just write how you speak. Mm -hmm. And that sounds in theory very easy. And for me, it is. Mm -hmm. It's the only way I know how to do it. But for others, it's not. And that's like mindset stuff. That's conditioning. 
If you're not a native English speaker, there's that going on for you. So there's a lot, a lot of reasons why not being able to write the way you speak is a bit tough. Mm -hmm. And so if you're already not doing that, well, I can't really find your voice there. <laughs> so that'll be a little tough. But where I do find it is when your guard is down, is when your guard is down and when your client's guard is down. And I was just speaking to somebody because I was like, what's my angle? Like beyond being this personality, like if we just took my personality out of this, what is like my offer's angle? And she told me to dig in a little deeper into this point that I don't do customer like interviews or surveys, frankly, because I think customer behavior is a little bit more telling than someone saying people say one thing and they do another. Mm -hmm. And I'm a stranger. And even if they don't like this person's, for the most part, people, people do complain. Mm -hmm. But they still know I'm hired by someone to get some information. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to throw this person under the bus. Or they may even overhype it. Yeah, well, I was going to say, whatever. I feel like early on, I learned in, in a course to like do some interviews with people to see if they want to buy the thing that I want to sell. But I feel like no one wants to get on that call and be like, no, I think that sounds whack. I mean, and I did them too. And I felt nervous. I felt nervous <laughs> being like, I mean, I think someone would buy it. Like, I don't want to buy it. But I'm like, how do I not be a jerk and be like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes those interviews can be, people are just nervous to actually say what they feel. You have to interview like a hundred people to find two perfect fits. Yeah. It'll be a waste of everyone's well, time. And also I I'm think like, it's a waste of my time and your, and your money. Yeah, well, Cause you have to pay me for all that time. And that's the thing too, is I think, doing all those interviews before you make a course or whatever and asking people, do you think this is good? Would you buy it? Da, 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 da. Like the real proof is to do a presale and be like, who wants to spend money on this? Because then you're like, okay, you actually give me money. Like you really want to buy this. So I think you're spot on on the behavior side of like, what are people actually doing? What are they clicking on? What are they looking at? Not just like being kind, being nice right. in a interview yeah. setting. So okay. I used to call it like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the creep. I go and creep and I see what your person is saying out in the wild uh, for the most part. And I don't know why I'm, a lot of people don't do this anymore. This is how we did it before. Like, give me your product. Give me your service. <laughs> let me experience it as a customer. If you have a course or a program, let me get in there and watch these like pre-recorded sales calls mm -hmm. for the most part. And I'm not saying all copywriters, but I find it easier. And maybe this is selfish to write for things that I want that I actually use, that I know other people in my industry or close network would use, mm -hmm. right? Like I can see that working. It just makes sense to me. If I, it doesn't make sense to me or I wouldn't buy it or I wouldn't want to do it, then Oh my gosh, I don't you're a shark. It. You're like, and for that reason, I'm out of this job. And for that reason, I would never, <laughs> basically. And so we, we, I usually go behind the scenes and I'm looking at your sales calls. I'm looking at... Um, I'm looking at your sales calls. I'm looking at your actual coaching calls, if that's what you do. If you're a copywriter, um, I'm looking at like, I want to I want to know more about like how people get onboarded. Um, what have people mentioned about that stuff? Like, I'd rather you talk about what you do and what, and that's why I said it's more about like what you stand, like what you love about doing, because why would you position or sell something you don't love doing? Mm -hmm. Some people do. And I'm like, if you don't love doing that, can we just take it out and like not market it? Because it's not going to make us, it's not going to make us like I'm part of it. It's not good. But that's how I see it. We're a partner in this situation. You just paid me thousands of dollars. 
I think we should scrap this. Yeah. If you hate doing it and people are not mentioning it, let's throw it out. Yeah. But to, to that point, I want to know what they're saying. So how they describe, you can be like, oh, my people, they have a lead gen problem. Okay, great. But how does this person describe it? Mm -hmm. They may not know that. They may think it's this. Like the end, what is the end of getting to that lead gen problem? And they say it over and over and over again. Well, that is now part of our messaging okay. <laughs> is that we're going to say, when we say we're going to solve this, or we're going to talk about this problem or pain point, we're going to talk about it this way. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about it that way because they don't even know what those things are. So you're going over their head and that's not how they describe it. If you're saying, I find that you say not catchphrases, but like there's certain things that you say over and over and over and over again, mm -hmm. whether it's in your coaching and it's in your content and that people really respond to it. Now that's going in your, your messaging and your voice, right? So they're really more about your stance, what you really love. So if people know you inside and out of your work, maybe even on socials that like I don't know, like memeables, right? If like memes make sense. Sometimes there's certain shows that you quite like. There's certain shows that your audience likes and really like. Like I wouldn't necessarily put a Gilmore girl, although maybe I have. Nah, I don't really like the font on them. But they put a weird font on there and you can't even read what they say on the meme. But I would, you would never find a Gilmore girl. You would find a succession meme. Because mm -hmm. I love you so succession. You would find, I would have put a Peaky Blinders, a little violent, but you would I would put things that, or that I know that my people watch. I may not necessarily watch it. There's a bunch of memes that I use that I know I've never watched those things, mm -hmm. but I know like that is what my people are watching. Can I know one that you share it. that you don't watch? Because I have one. I want to know one. Which one? Which one do you do? Which one do you share? Um, what show have I put that I don't I share Shit's Creek and I'm like, I don't know. It's funny. Oh, I've seen it. Though. I just wasn't no, no, committed. Yeah. So I didn't watch them all. And I feel a little like a poser when I share one, but I still want to be part of the Shit's Creek fan base. So I share those. And oh. that's I don't think I maybe have shared White Lotus mm. one. Okay. And I had not seen White Lotus at the time. Mm -hmm. I've seen, um, what is her name? Jennifer something. Oh, yeah. I've seen her in other things. And so she's a character actress. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know what to expect of it, but I hadn't seen White Lotus. Yeah. And then I finally saw it like after the fact, like when we all came out of the, I really didn't trust people's pandemic picks because you have no, <laughs> I, like you're not, I don't know <laughs> if you have taste right now in this, in, a, in this fine hour. Yeah. And so I waited till after the pandemic, like everybody was talking about succession. And I was like, ugh, I've worked in places like that. I don't need to be triggered. Mm -hmm. And then I watched and I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I watched this so after the fact. Yep. Um, but I was still using those memes because I knew those like that spoke to my people. Those people watch those type of things. Mm -hmm. So I would use those things. So there, you could be like, I would never use this meme, the show meme. Mm -hmm. Or I don't I don't feel like my values or my messaging align or my voice. Yep. Right. I would never say, oh, I don't think this would work. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. It's not that deep. But it does help. Because yep. every time someone sees a meme from that show. Mm -hmm. someone thinks you. Yep. So when I think voice, I guess that's really it. It's what resonates. It's what resonates. It's what makes easy for you to make content. Let's not pick a voice that you can't make content in because that's dumb. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think if you have those, you have the vibes quite right and you understand your stance, what you stand, what you can't stand. That usually is a lot more powerful. Mm -hmm. Um. Like I, for me to understand 
your your voice and style while I'm writing, usually it's what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I can work with that. Maybe I'm more a negative <laughs> person just in general in that way. Yeah. Like, I'm like, fear, great, don't do that. I'm good with fear. So maybe that's why. But I feel like if, if I can get that pretty well, and it's really just the words that are already out there, you're already saying it. It's the things you're kind of not aware that you're saying is really like your voice and your vibe and what you're, and then, like I said, what your audience says. So it's a 50, 50, it's not only you, Mm -hmm. because if you only spoke in only you, like, like, don't you have a secret? I have like a secret. There's a way I talk with my friends. I don't talk with my clients. Mm -hmm. No one would understand what I was saying at the time. Yeah, It's Spanglish. It's very Brooklyn slang like even like people like that's not what does that mean you're like "Mm." or it's just this core group of people who have been saying made up catchphrases our whole lives and you'd be like I don't even think that's funny but we do so it's not necessarily how I speak and I speak differently to different people Mm -hmm. I don't care what your background is I don't care if you're white black Hispanic you speak differently around certain circles of people it's what humans do Mm -hmm. to acclimate and to be like, I'm speaking your language. We are one. Yes. So to find that it's sweet more spot. That. Yeah. To find that sweet spot between what your clients are saying, how you maybe talk naturally in some situations mm-hmm. and sort of finding that voice. I like what you just said too. Cause I mean, I have friends too. We're like rolling about how hilarious we are and other people. My husband is like, y'all are not funny. Well, like, you're obnoxious. <laughs> like you're so whack. So I feel like figuring out your audience and your like communication, just like the friend group, just like what you're saying. Like, yeah. I, it's funny. People call me Didi and I say that on my website. And some people come down there like, can I call you Didi? Are you Didi? And I'm like, you can call me Didi if you want. Some people do. Like my husband does not call me Didi. He's like, that's not, I don't call you Didi. But my niece and nephew have only ever called me Aunt Didi. So again, with yeah. that, like just figuring out the language that you're going to communicate between like you and your clients. I like that. Yeah. The way, yeah. It's your own little, it's, it's our little thing. Yep. It's our little thing. It's what make people, makes people feel safe, mm-hmm. trust you. And I think if you worry more about that, as opposed to writing how you speak, mm-hmm. because you'll never be able to delegate that. And I don't know if you want to write your copy forever. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I'm going to delegate everything else, but I'm not going to delegate our sales or our sales copy or our content. Okay. Yeah. But you may want to take a break one day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and rethink that. If you're just so stuck on the style of voice mattering more than the messaging mm-hmm. and the offer promise mm-hmm. and our angle, which is usually, which took me out hard, and usually the more expensive you get, the more you have to worry about voice than style. Listen, you're not Nike. You're not McDonald's. And even they change their style. Mm-hmm. They don't change their voice. McDonald's now sounds like a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. And that's new. It never sounded like that. It used to sound like a family, like an aunt or something, mm-hmm. or like a funny aunt. Now it sounds like the niece. Mm-hmm. and But it still has this vibe or voice that hasn't changed. Its style has mm-hmm. evolved. And you may find that like as you get more education, as you work with more clients, as you realize I'm going to work with this stage of client and this is what they're saying. I'm not going to quite speak the same way you did to maybe someone you were serving five years ago, mm-hmm. but your vice, your, your vice, your voice, <laughs> ah. 
your voice and your vibe. I kind of put them together and they became vice. Yeah. Wait, I gotta look into that. That's a kind of like more important. So I'd say it's 50%, I don't know, 10% of what people think it is, mm-hmm. right? How you speak is just a good, a, a good copy mm-hmm. uh, point because copy and academic writing or even editorial writing is just very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's just a different game. So I think it's a great best practice, but it's not voice. It's not the whole thing. All right. It's a whole recipe. Y'all got to mix it all together. You got to mix it all to get your vice. (laughs) And then get your vice. Get your vice. Get your vices. And then you can be successful when you have your vices figured out. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Christina, this was awesome. I still feel like I'm like, excited to log off here and go look at my website and just try to decode some stuff and think about the Gilmore Girls and the Real Housewives and how I show up. Thinking about my vibe and my voice now. Right. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. I love you. As always, always fun, always laugh. And I think we did our thing, our friend thing at the end with the vice stuff. I think people listening are like, you guys need to calm down. Uh, Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thanks for coming. I need a voice coach. (laughs) Voice coach. That's the next one. Vice coach. No, just kidding. (laughs) Want to hang out with Christina? You totally should. She's obviously a ton of fun and freaking hilarious. Head over to her website, runandtellthat.co. And you can hit her up over on Instagram at Christina T. Just kidding. I don't know how to say that. It's Christina T with four E's after it. And of course... All the links are in the show notes and I'll be tagging her on Instagram. Just find her. If you can't find her, hit me up. Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to deannaseymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time. 